Hello, I'm James Woodcock and welcome to the MonsterCast E3 2011 Special Edition Podcast, found at ConsoleMonster.com. Today I'm joined by Marty Greenwell. Hello. And Ricky Lee Staines, who is new to the MonsterCast. Hello. E3 is a yearly event that hosts the biggest gaming-related players, including, of course, Microsoft, Sony and Nintendo. Nintendo inevitably caught everybody's attention with the announcement of their new console that is set to replace the Wii, named the Nintendo Wii U. I kid thee not. The Nintendo Wii U comes with a single controller that features a 6.2-inch touchscreen that sits within the usual controls. So guys, what do we make of the new Nintendo Wii U? That's a strange one from Nintendo. Uh, I was very confused when they announced the console because we, we, were, we were chatting together on Skype about it, um, the console monster crew, and none of us could actually work out whether it was a, a Wii add-on or a new controller or whether it was the new console. It was, it was a bizarre presentation. Well, I think even the audience and the media weren't entirely sure, and the fact that Nintendo had to keep reassuring the people that were there, this is a controller... You can't take it out and about with you because it was all about this controller, wasn't it? It looked like well, a portable handheld. It looked like a bigger 3DS without dual screen. But you can't take it out and about. You have to use it with a new Wii U console. Yeah, it, it basically it's a, it's a dumb terminal. So all the processing is done on the, the new Wii U console. And uh, the video to it is streamed, so... It's kind of like the online on live service that has been on PCs and it's coming out for iPad and Android phones. And do you think that's the way console gaming will go in the future? Just ditching the console altogether and we'll be using iPads and various other devices and having that information streamed to us so we don't have to keep buying all this powerful hardware? I, I wouldn't like it to go that way. I, I just like owning my games. So, no, I don't want a, a system where... Everything's on a server somewhere that you never see where a company can go bankrupt and that's it, all your games are gone. Now the Nintendo Wii U is all about this new controller and just like the Wii before it, it was all about the controller more so than the system. But although the Wii U has high definition graphics at last, what do we make of this new controller with its 6.2-inch touchscreen? No, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I mean, I, th- I think it makes a lot more sense than the Wii Remote. Um, uh, it also was talking about a um, sort of more open system for casual and hardcore gamers, and uh, I think it works far better in that sense than the Wii ever did. And that's what it was all about. They were really pushing the fact that Nintendo Wii brought in this new casual audience, but the hardcore mm. stepped aside. So can it, they have the best of both worlds with this new controller? Is it possible? I think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to struggle because that market's already been gobbled up by PlayStation and and uh, Xbox 360, uh, the games that we saw shown on uh, that were HD, that were that were core uh, game stuff, were titles we've already seen on those platforms. And by the time that uh, this console is actually out next year, uh, Microsoft and Sony are going to be gearing up for their new consoles, which are going to blow uh, the console out of the water uh, in terms of graphical ability. I would imagine. I wonder if um, the actual new controller, though, will help um, third-party support in the end, in the long run, because uh, the Wii really only, I think, died out on third-party support because the controller couldn't really sustain new gameplay experiences. So I think the uh, the new controller is uh, a lot more versatile, and you know, maybe once the uh, 
the more powerful HD games go, we, we will be left with more innovative ideas. Well, possibly, but I, I'd imagine the first stuff we're going to see will be maps and inventory screens that uh, <laughs> are going to be shown on on this pad. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you, the, the other issue that I have with it, um, I mean, I think I think the idea is an interesting one, hmm. but if you if you're holding this this controller and you're having to look at the, the controller screen, you're not looking at your TV screen. So things like maps and inventory, you may as well bring up on your TV screen anyway, so you've got to look away. Yeah, true. I mean, I did see some of the, the, the nice stuff, like um, holding the, the thing in front of your face, and it would, it would pan with the screen, and it, you, it would reveal stuff. So you can imagine something like a Ghostbusters game where uh, you'd see the ghosts come in that you couldn't see on the TV. You would have to use this piece of equipment and there are some nice ideas for it but then again without having held this pad i've no idea how comfortable it is how heavy it is yeah you're going to be able to hold it and those kind of positions for but Mm. it it looks looks fairly uncomfortable doesn't it in in some ways i mean um it's almost like they've reversed the controller um the the face buttons actually below the analog sticks Uh so it'd be be really weird i wonder how uh, first person shooters will work with that really and it's about eight-inch eight inch dark, and on the screen is a six-inch uh, screen, so uh, there looks to be a, another inch either side of that. So it's, it's yeah. quite a hefty, hefty bit of kit. Yeah. Uh, and if you're going to be using the touch screen, I mean, you're either going to have to put it down on a on a flat surface or hold it in one hand, which seems like it could yeah. be quite bulky to do. Mm. Oh, and, oh, Got to got to reserve judgment until I've actually held one in my hands and, and used it and whatever. But that's going to be a, a way off, yeah. Yeah, I mean when they first showed the uh, the NGP, everyone was saying how huge it looks. But um, get it in your hands, it actually looks um, you know a lot more comfortable. So I guess mm. it will be the same with the uh, the Wii U. Well, people had reservations about the uh, the PSP as well, and that turned out to be fairly fine for uh, yeah. longer gaming sessions well, well, we'll just have to wait and see we haven't really seen any titles from Nintendo as to what's going to be coming out on it first party titles we saw a lot of third party ones announced but yeah I mean even their first party stuff they, they didn't they weren't real full games a lot of them were they they were mostly tech demos they were tech demos yeah they didn't really announce any games I think other than um, I can't remember the fighting the name of the fighting title Super Smash Brothers. That's the one I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, also going to be on the 3DS, I think. Yeah, yeah. They they announced plenty of 3DS games, but uh, very mm. little other than other than that. Yeah. In fact, the Wii was pretty much left behind. Uh, the only with the yeah, uh, I was, the I was Zelda game. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't actually announce um, Pikmin for the Wii, but they've, they've sort of stalled it now. I think it's uh, Miyamoto said it was going to be on the Wii U. I think he said it in the uh, a roundtable. After it, the show, it would kind of make sense to do that. With, I mean, I can see the yeah. screen being very useful there for uh, for controlling where the pitmen are going. That's it's. Uh, I mean, that's that's a genre that might work really well. Yeah, with that pad. Well, do you think the Wii U controller could be a differentiator? Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say for about twelve months they're not going to have any next next gen consoles to be rivaling it. So if somebody has yet to dive in, and that may be quite unlikely, but if they've yet to dive into this console race and they're trying to make a choice of where to go, PS3 may give them a similar experience to the Xbox, but if the Wii U with its new controller and 
effectively mm. two screens. Do you think that will swing it in Nintendo's favour? Uh, I think it's what Marty said. Uh, I think at first it will be used for inventory screens and, and things like that, really. And just the developers will fumble with the hardware, just trying to work out what fits. Yeah, pretty much the same that they, they did with the Wii. Uh, and it's going to be Nintendo with its first-party support that uh, is going to be the main player on, on that console, at least at first, anyway. But will it will it draw gamers in? I think that's going to be down to the price. I mean, if they can pull it in 250 yeah, I think it's probably got a chance. Yeah. If it's going to be 300 plus, no, I, I think it's going to struggle at that sort of price point. Mm-hmm. So if it was releasing tomorrow, you two, would you go out and buy one if the price was right? Yeah, I mean, it's not a console that I don't own, so, yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, same, definitely. Oh, now, that's interesting, because you were quite pessimistic, but it seems you're true gamers, you want every little bit of tech that's released. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't yeah. want to, I wouldn't want to miss it on a, uh, a Zelda game. Oh, no. well, there you go, then. So do you both have 3DSs? No, it's one one console I have not bought yet, but I'm a bit put off with that because of its region locking. What's uh, about put, you, Ricky? I'm put off by the price. I really want one. Uh, I bought the, the DS on day one, but I, I can't. I just can't afford the 3DS at the moment. Well, the 3DS has been around for a while now, and a mm. fair few titles were announced for the platform with many familiar nostalgic names from Nintendo's own catalogue. But is this enough to give the platform a bit of a push? Because it hasn't been the immediate success Nintendo probably were hoping for mm. no it's just been a bit of a, a since the initial rush when it was launched it's slowed right down in terms of sales so you get your early adopters and I think the price as Ricky was saying has, has put a lot of punters off that and the lack of software so maybe these new titles first party titles like Mario which looks very very good uh, mm. it will, uh, will help I think um, a lot of the uh, the more hardcore games as well, the remakes they're having, like uh, Star Fox, will help get you know more hardcore gamers uh, playing the 3DS and buying the 3DS. Uh, I think that's quite important, actually. It's an important title for them, but I mean, if you've I don't know that you've you've played those titles recently, they they weren't that great. <laughs> They've redone some of the graphics, haven't they? I mean, they do look visually much better now. So hopefully, that'll be a big pull. Well, I mean, basically, they're just on-rail shooters. We'll have to see what they do, whether they just follow the exact same mm. gameplay experience as all yeah. the other ones, but with 3D, or whether Talk they're going to try trying Looks something like cool. new. Yeah. I just find these motion controls a gimmicky thing. Yeah. And even though the Wii U isn't out yet, and probably won't be for many, many months to come, the original Nintendo Wii hardly got a look in, did it? No, I, other than Zelda, I don't think there was anything announced for it, wasn't No, I don't think there was, no. Just uh, Skyward Sword uh, coming uh, before Christmas, I think. We just saw lots of Wii controllers that would work on the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I got an issue with the branding, I think. I, I personally never liked the Wii, U, uh, the Wii name, so mm. Wii U, I think, is going to confuse parents for the kids when it eventually does launch. Yeah, they'll probably try and buy just the controller for the Wii or something. <laughs> well, Nintendo said that you weren't going to be able to buy the controller separately. Uh, and yeah. there was there was talk that only one controller would work. Yeah, uh, a lot of it, um, Was it Miyamoto that said that um, you can? they're probably going to try and get people to buy 3DSs as a, a spare controller for the Wii U? I'm sure I heard that somewhere. Really? 
Yeah, I think so. Hey, but I suppose it's kind of similar, really. You got the touchpad and things. Probably a lack of a uh, another analog stick, but otherwise, it's that's I think fairly similar. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Probably um, the, the technology just isn't there to stream to two screens. Well, this yeah. is what the what, this is what the thinking was that, that they couldn't have the processing power on the unit to do uh, the, the calculations for three different uh, displays. So. Yeah. We'll see. When I mean, the, the units on the, the screen on the on the controller is not HD, so it needs less power to to work all the stuff out for that and less memory. But you won't yeah. really expect it to be, would you? Well, can you can you imagine the fights it's going to be if you've got one of these controllers and two young kids? <laughs> my go, my go, the controller, my go, <laughs> and then it goes flying like the Wii controllers do, and <laughs> smashes into the telly, and you've got two breaking screens. I don't think they'll show that in the advert, will they? <laughs> no. Well, that's what YouTube's for. Exactly. <laughs> so Sony is still recovering from its hacking attack on the PlayStation Network, and its E3 presentation was used in a way to apologise again right from the offset to its millions of users for the loss of personal information. So they did have a lengthy presentation, and Ricky was telling me before the recording of the podcast that he was up at 1am till 4 in the morning, <laughs> even though he had to get up really early, probably only had a couple of hours of sleep, to watch the Sony presentation live. And it was a doozy, wasn't it? It was long. It was very long. I think it was about two hours in the end or something. Um, so, so, Ricky, was it worth staying up for? Uh yeah i think so i mean i think it was quite a strong showing um i, I, I love the uh the ngp uh well uh, sony ps vita now isn't it um i hate the name uh but everything they showed for that i thought was fantastic uh uncharted looks amazing uh, almost as good as the ps3 version uh yeah i thought it was a really strong showing well we'll come to the ps vita a little later but what about things like uncharted 3 i think that sony had the the, of all the of all the console makers, certainly had its strongest lineup in terms of games. The, yeah. the most games that I'm interested in, I mean, things like Dust for uh, Five One Four look very good, mm. which is uh, exclusive now, isn't it? It's an exclusive now. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they said that so they wanted to go on to the Sony platform because Sony is the most open. Which That's true. Is, yeah. <laughs> 70, <laughs> Seventy-five million plus people know that. It's too open. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, and then they had Uncharted 3, uh, Sly Keeper, which is making a comeback. We haven't seen yeah. one of those guys for a while. Yeah, I actually reviewed um, the Sly Keeper collection for the site, actually, and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Oh, so we had Resistance 3 as well, uh, yeah. and Starhawk, which is, looks another good one. Mm. It's kind of gearish, that one. Yeah, it does. They didn't really show very many move games, like the NBA one, NBA 12, which kind of looked a little bit gimmicky. Uh, with the, the bit dumbed down with the controllers you point it to where you want to throw the ball to. Mm. Uh, and then the Medieval Moves game, which I think is a uh, uh, from the guys who did Sports Champions. Yeah, I don't, I don't think everyone was uh, too impressed with that one. No, and it, it did make me laugh when they were going on that being realistically getting their arrow out of their quiver <laughs> from, from behind their backs. Well, yeah. actually, they always used to wear those on their belts. <laughs> it's uh, It's a fallacy that that uh, people use quivers from their from their backs, so they were all a quiver. Didn't do it, but it did look good. It did look quite interesting, but no, mm. they didn't really show much in the way of move, and they weren't so 
obsessed with the 3D this time around either. They, yeah. they had, had that announcement of the cheap TV. It was going to be packaged. Yeah, tw- and it could have... And you could view two different pictures on it if you were at different angles, which I thought was quite yeah. good. No, it, it was with the glasses, wasn't it? They used the glasses to get the two different pictures. I think so, yeah. I thought it was quite, quite clever. I think it's too expensive, a little bit. 499 for a 24-inch yeah. 3D TV. Um, it could pull people in. I think that this is something that they need to do because at the moment the 3D TVs are pretty pricey when they're over a grand and then your glasses on top of that which can set you back another £100 a pair. Yeah. But the Uncharted 3 multiplayer beta will start for PlayStation Plus subscribers June the 28th and for everyone else a week later. So, are we going to get betaing? Well, pretty much everyone, won't they? Because everybody's got PlayStation Plus up until about... July 10th. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely then. Because <laughs> they gave uh, one of the comeback things was the 30 day PlayStation Plus trial, wasn't it? I think you get, uh, is it two free games as well? If you, if you knew what you were doing, you could get four or five. Really? Well, you, all you need, <laughs> this, is, this is a top, 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 top the tip. <laughs> Is uh, is to have a, a second account that you used on on your console before it all went uh, ah. down the uh, down the down the Jeez. tube. <laughs> so if you if you've got a second account, log in with that one, and you can have a, another pick of your games. <laughs> so the beta will run until only July the thirteenth. So you're going to have to get your finger out. Yeah, I I can't say I'm overly fussed if I miss it. I haven't played the second game yet, so mm. I, I, say, I really should start there before I, I go any further. Well, put it this way, if it wasn't for the Uncharted series, I'd have probably have sold my PlayStation 3 by now. Really? Because there are some really nice exclusives that were in. Oh, uh, definitely. Definitely, but when you're trying to cut down and your, your time's getting shorter and shorter, and I don't mean I'm popping my clubs, I just mean <laughs> I've got lots of other freelance work to do. You think to yourself, well, the Xbox 360 has a lot of titles very akin to the PlayStation 3. Xbox Live, I still think, is far better than what PlayStation has on offer in the online arena. Yeah. yeah. So you think, oh, well, is it worthy to keep yet another console? Shall I get rid of one? There's always something that then comes along that you say, I wish I hadn't sold that. Yes, I know. <laughs> that happened to me with a Sega Saturn. But never mind, that's, that's mm. another story. Same. <laughs> some good games with that but anyway i digress but the fact of the matter is are we excited about the playstation 3 after that presentation yeah i think there's some good games coming out that are exclusive to that platform in the future so i I think out of all three they probably had the the best showing but really that's not saying that much yeah i'm not too interested in um resistance myself um i didn't really like the first you know couple of games uh but you know the the PSV stuff, just really excited about that. Although already announced months before, the Sony Next Generation Portable, or NGP for short, was finally given its true name of Sony PlayStation Vita, or PS Vita for short. Or Rai Vita, as everybody's going to be calling <laughs> Don't cry for me, PS Vita. <laughs> so to be released in Japan by the end of the year and everywhere else looking like it will have to be in 2012. So what are your thoughts on this new handheld console? It's not cheap. 
It's well, a little bit cheaper than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, Sony tend to start off pretty hefty in price. If we look at the PS3 as a sterling example of that. So the so, PS Vita is about 250 euros on $250, depending on where you reside. No actual UK pricing yet, unfortunately. Do you think that's a good price, though? I think it's a, a very good price for the uh, the amount of uh, processing power you're going to get. I think it's very you know it's quite a close price to the 3ds in many ways. It looks a little bit more powerful than the uh, 3ds. Mm, quite definitely. a bit more powerful. In fact, some of those games were looking quite quite brilliant. With mm-hmm. uh, oh, and they all seem to be PS3 uh, port-alongs, or well, not quite ports, but uh, similar games mm-hmm. as to, we've already seen on the PS3. Didn't mm-hmm. see that much in the way of original titles. As uh, Mod Nation Racers and things like that, wasn't it, really? A lot of uh, PS brands. Yeah, a lot of, lot of uh, known brands that are going to sell well, which they need. I mean, they, they need yeah. those titles yeah. for launch. I think, so, like, they, they look fairly uh, similar as well in, in, in graphics, I think, to the PS3. I mean, on, on that small resolution, you know, you can really get some great graphics. Yeah, the, when the small resolution lets you get away with a lot more, of course. Because the the bigger your screen goes, then the more detail you've got to provide. So, but yeah, they are looking very very special on that screen. The only thing missing, unfortunately, is a TV out on it. Quite surprised that they didn't have an HDMI out yeah, on true, it. Yeah. So you could plug it in your in your TV. Because they did that. They did that with uh, PSP. If you've ever tried the HD leads, it looks absolutely awful. So <laughs> maybe they thought about doing that and went, mm, perhaps not. <laughs> You'll have to wait for the PS Vita Slim. Yeah. Well, one of the things they, that, that Sony did talk about after the conferences and after seeing the uh, the Wii U was using a Vita as a, a similar streaming screen. And you're actually probably going to be able to do more on that because it is a more powerful unit. Yeah, it's a good, good idea. Uh, but it isn't new, is it? Because they did this with the PSP and the PlayStation where, oh, yes, you could use it as a rear-view mirror. Yeah, I mean, it, it was gimmicky. You could use it. It was going to be for uh, GT. Did did it actually work? Could you? Could you? I don't think they ever released that feature. It's just that little tech demo and never utilised. Yeah. Well, you can do your remote play on your PS3 and your PSP. Although I find it tends to crash my PS3 a lot and it stops working. So. Mm. So the PSP is a shining example of this. People got really excited about it when it was announced and then when it was finally launched. That, hey, this is PS2-like graphics in your hand. This is amazing. But then the PSP was pretty much trounced by the DS worldwide. Mm. Is the same going to happen with the PS Vita? Uh, it's difficult to, to say. It's difficult to say. They sold it's about 5 million PSPs in the UK compared to around about 10 million DSs, I think it was. Uh, mm. But but it's it's slightly different now because the, the prices are kind of the same, whereas Nintendo had a steal on the PSP before because it was half half the cost. Mm. The 3DS is selling quite slowly as well, isn't it? So maybe they can capitalise on that somehow with a strong yeah. lineup of games. Well, what, what was the the launch dates in, in the UK until 2012? Uh, was it was the so, 25th. So it's quite 25th of March. Quite a quite a way off, so I mean that that still gives the D three DS a yeah, a year's start. Yeah, and a year's a long time in gaming terms. It is, but perhaps PSP will surprise us. The new generation PSP will surprise us this time around. Mm. 
Well, how do you think it could surprise us? I mean, it's got a lot more going about it. It's not just about the spec of the graphics, as in the increased effect it's had on the unit. It's about all the other little gizmos and gadgets that actually feature with it. Well, so, I think- that, for example, around the back, you've got that little touch area, which can have an impact on the game. It's got like the gyroscopes they- and things like that in it. It's like got a lot did, of tech uh, in it. Accelerometer. Mm. It was good what they did in the uh, Modern Nation Racers demo, where uh, you could actually uh, use the back panel to create a level, which I thought was really clever. You can so use the that. back panel to create a level, so explain. Well, he, uh, he was sort of crafting a level, a racetrack, uh, using the uh, the panel with his his finger, just uh, and just uh, creating sort of mountains and things, which I thought was uh, really cool. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that is one thing that actually really worries me on the PS Vita is the fact that the front is also a touchscreen fingerprints yeah yeah it's not a, not an issue when the screens are on it's only you only really see that when uh, uh, when you, when it's on black and turned off oh trust me as a Apple user of an iPhone and an iPad you see fingerprints when it's on when well, it's I've off I've got, got my when Android it's sunny, when it's raining maybe the uh, maybe the Apples need better screens Oh, I won't go as far as that, Marty. I think any touchscreen device is going to have that lovely fingerprint residue left behind. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's easy enough to clean up here as long as you get a, a proper cloth and not, not just a, a, a J cloth that's going to scratch your screen to death. No, I recommend you get one of these stuff for cleaning your glasses and then you'll be fine. The, uh, the microfiber ones? The microfiber stuff. Yeah. That's I think Sony give those away, actually, don't they? I th- I'm sure the PSP came with one. They give a lot away, Sony. <laughs> oh, they've had to. <laughs> Not always intentional. Not always by choice. <laughs> it's going to be a running joke for many months, that is, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think it probably is, and I think they probably deserve it. Although Codemasters announced today that they've also lost a load of personal data, so they need a good slapping too. Microsoft had probably the most bizarre presentation of the free, and trust me, that really is saying something. Focusing heavily on their hands-free controller, Kinect titles will be flooding the Xbox 360 lineup in no time at all. So, question. Has the Kinect controller finally proven its worth within the living room with the latest E3 demonstrations, or is it falling flat on its backside as a peripheral? <laughs> I haven't mine's, got one. Mine's still <laughs> gathering dust, yeah. <laughs> and it still hasn't resolved the space issues that that Connect needs to make it a viable product in my living room. Although uh, I think you, it was uh, James who sent me a link to this little third-party thing that fits on the front of Connect, which apparently will reduce the amount of room that you need. So that could be the solution to many people's woes. Yes, that was by Nyko. It's just something you click on to connect that goes over the lenses and it gives you much more room for manoeuvre and you can have a little bit of a smaller room. Yeah, it changes the focal uh, distance a little bit. Exactly. Quite why Microsoft didn't include something like that in the kit. I've no idea, because maybe I wouldn't be so down on Connect if I could actually use it in my living space. Well, maybe Nyko are just that great, or there may be a downside to it. We're not aware of yet. Who knows? No, but I mean, if it's not expensive, I should definitely give it a go and see if that improves the experience. I don't know. It can't be can't be worse. In terms of the games that they played, Microsoft went a bit mental with Connect, didn't they? They didn't really show. Mm. that much else apart from Kinect games and they're just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and there was an announcement today that they want all first party games to have Kinect support and you just think 
really do, do you have to push connect into every single game do they really need it yeah I, th- I think they thought they were being really really clever by um having the hardcore games at the the, the start of the conference and then the more connect games casual games at the um you know the end but uh, they, they showed connect with uh, mass effects and things like that so it just sort of kind of ruined what they were trying to do i think well i mean it, it could work with, well connect's got to appeal to the hardcore gamer hasn't it yeah no, i'm not sure the hardcore gamer's going to want him to be shouting his commands at his, at his crew and I, I think the idea is quite interesting there but you don't need connect for that anyway you could use the microphone plugged into the controller why do you need mm. connect to do voice commands it wouldn't really get you any more into the, the game by being able to speak the lines than, than pressing them because he ends up saying something completely different anyway. It's not like mm. it's taking on board what you're saying. It's well, Rainbow just, Six had some sort of voice activation many years ago on the yeah. Xbox One. So it's yes, nothing it, new. Yes, we have it seen did. it before. And we've seen it on um, one of the Tom Clancy games on Xbox 360. End War was voice control. Do you play though? I never actually got the chance to play that in the end, so I don't it's, know how, how well it works. Or it's it, it works really well. Um, it's a middling game, but the voice command stuff works yeah. okay in it. I think if they had the, the connect recognition technology software in in that game, then it would probably have been a, a better still. But because voice the voice recognition stuff is impressive on connect, and it's gotten better with the yeah. different releases of the of the dashboard for it. And you don't have to wear a headset. I guess that's the idea, isn't it? Connect, it's built into the unit. There's no headset involved. You just scream at your television. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the mics really pick up that well anyway. I bought U-Star 2, and, be- and I bought it on, on Connect because the move stuff that they showed looked really dodgy on the, uh, the whole uh, video footage that you captured on the, on the eye toy. But when you get it on Connect, all that stuff that they showed on the adverts was actually simulated. It wasn't in-game, and it looks just the same as PlayStation 1. But they did show Star Wars. Uh, if, if I was a Jedi, I'd want more than three moves, to be honest. And I, I would want to be able to walk by myself and not have the Xbox 360 do it for me. You don't feel the force, then? I don't feel the force with that one, no. No, the force. Uh, you got to feel the, the force. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. I, I think I think it's uh, more Luke Skywalker in his pre-Jedi days than it is Yoda. Well, I can't wait to see you waving your arms about in the air, trying to kill those dastardly enemies. I just think it, it's an on-rail shooter. It's doing all of the movement through the level for you. And the only thing you get to do is just wave your arms about a little bit. And people who were trying the game out said that it wasn't really detecting them very well when they were playing it on the booths. And you only get to do about three moves. Well, you know, you're a Jedi, you should be able to do all sorts of really cool stuff, not just swing a lightsaber about and do a little bit of a force move. Do all sorts of stuff. And that's, that's, what, that's the trouble with Kinect. It's, it's still limited to a certain type of game because you, you need a controller to do many different genres and... Connect has its limitations mm-hmm. without the controller. But what about so, games that are using Connect on top of a controller, so for head tracking and things like that? Do you think Connect's got a place there? Maybe. I mean, I'd have to use it to, to see if it works in Forza 4, because I mean, that's, that's where it was, it's been used. <laughs> How much have you got to move your head? How, you know, if away from your screen to 
to be able to get that tracking movement. Mm. Might might distract you in the end. <laughs> if you had three screens, you wouldn't need it anyway. Three screens and three Xbox 360s, three copies of Forza 4, you can hook it up on the network, and away you go. <laughs> well, that's it, I guess, isn't it? If you've got a smaller screen, if you've got something like a 24, 26-inch screen, your head isn't going to move that much side to side. It's not, so, and, and you've got to be sat eight foot from the uh, from the connect for it to work anyway. So how far is that going to be away from your, from your little 26-inch screen? You're not going to be able to see it if you tilt your head. But they did show Halo Anniversary. Yes. Now, it's oh. been, what is it, 10 years since the first Halo on Xbox One? That's It was shocking. a launch title, yeah. It was a launch yeah, title. and I remember it was, uh, Xbox One was the first console I got on launch. And of course, I got it with Halo and Dead or Alive Three. I think it was great Did you titles. Import was, yours, yeah. or was it a, uh, a UK one? It was UK, so it would be in March time, which falls around my birthday as a Pisces. But Halo, the original, was brilliant at the time. But they're going to have to make quite a few changes for it to live up to today's standards, and well, I don't mean just graphically. I, I listened to the, them talking about the game. And it's actually running on the Halo 1 engine, so it's got the same AI, the same maps. And what they've done is they've set a second uh, graphics engine on top of it, which Mm. runs in parallel with the original graphics engine. And you're able to flick between the two graphics engines as you please, a bit like they did with Monkey Island. I don't think the trailer did them much justice, to be honest. Um, But actually, when you see the game's... uh, Close, close up, and um, you know, side by side, you really do see there's quite a bit of difference between them. So, yeah, I think I think they could should have really showed that a bit more in the trailer. Mm. So it's and not it, like it, Tomb Raider Anniversary then, where they went some way to try and bring it a little bit more up to date, both visually and by gameplay and layout of some of the puzzles. It's an absolute replica. It's, it's just repli- like you yeah. say, it's it's got an extra layer on it. Uh, it's it's almost a replica um, because with the multiplayer stuff which people, I think, were hoping it was probably going to go back to the Halo 1 and Halo 2 multiplayer model. They've actually decided to use Halo Reach engine for the multiplayer. So it's all about different engines. It is, yes. Halo 4 was announced right at the end, although it was leaked by Microsoft themselves earlier today <laughs> by accident on their own website. Cruel, very cruel to themselves there. So Halo 4... We didn't get to see very much. We just got a little teaser trailer of Master Chief using their jetpack to escape his ship being destroyed by the looks of it. Yes. And the first non-Bungie Halo game, so... Mm. How well does that bode? Although they'll have a lot of Bungie staff within that company. Mm. Mm. Well, we'll wait and see. I mean, you couldn't really tell very much from that game. It's nice to see the Master Chief back, so... It, it, didn't sure. really, it didn't really tell us what, uh, more than we already knew that they were, they were working on a Halo game. I mean, I mean you know, it, it didn't. I'd love to see some gameplay, but I guess it's just too early. And it's going to be the part, and I think this was the biggest news of the whole Microsoft thing. It's part of a new trilogy. This is the first of yeah, the new set on of three. the 360, apparently. All, all three titles on the 360. That's, that's what, what they seem yeah. to suggest in the presentation. So does mm-hmm. that mean the console, the next Xbox console, could be quite a way off than we might imagine? Well, they're not going to drop support for the 360 straight away, even if Xbox 720 or 1080, whatever they end up calling it, is, is going to come out. So they need to build up the base. 
Xbox and then already had the established 50-odd million people across the globe with Xbox 360. So, I mean, you'd hope they wouldn't drop support straight away. They, they kept Xbox One going for a little while. Yeah, probably two days. <laughs> well, it's, they kept on supporting it on Xbox Live for a while after. Quite a yeah, but as far as actual so. game titles, I mean, it was just like Nintendo. The Wii was forgotten. The Wii, in fact, isn't even out yet, and they forgot the Wii almost. <laughs> But when the Xbox 360 did launch, the Xbox was, like, forgotten completely. Okay, live was still going and everything like that, but as far as actual new gaming titles, not really happening. It wasn't a massive seller, and I think they were trying to move away from that console as quickly as they possibly could. I think the, the, there's going to be a difference between moving from Xbox 360 to the new console. And what about the Xbox 360 wireless speed wheel? It looks bloody awful. I, I can't understand why you would want to use it. Well, describe it to me, Marty, for those who haven't seen it. Well, it's it is like the uh, the Nintendo Mario Kart wheel, basically, but probably with a little bit more uh, intelligence to it, because that's just a plastic thing, so there's rumbling and it's got buttons on it. And, but it, you're holding it in the air, and you need if you want to play a racing game, you're going to want it with proper force feedback. But what we wanted was an updated version of uh, the previous Forza wheel. Or something from uh, from Logitech, one of their really nice racing wheels. That's what we want. Support of Logitech wheels, thank you. And it's 70, 70 quid or seventy dollars. I think it was seventy dollars or seventy uh, seventy pounds. It wasn't cheap anyway. How can they justify that? Well, they can justify it because they're the only people that are making them at the minute. So hopefully, it won't set on fire like the uh, the original three sixty wheel. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, a lot of them returned or something. Yeah, there was a recall and you had to get something changed. Yeah. <laughs> so, just like Apple, Microsoft are diving into the world of the cloud. And by the cloud, of course, online storage. So, instead of saving your gamer tag to a memory card or onto the hard drive of your console, you'll be able to save it into the cloud and retrieve it. On any Xbox 360. And I, I think this also means your saved games can go on there as well. Which is a nice idea, as long as it's not the only place of storage, because let's uh, say you got hacked and uh, you had to take your network down for six weeks, you, you wouldn't have access to your saves or your gamer profile, would you? which wouldn't be very nice, because then your Xbox 360 wouldn't work very well. Well, it's very good if you've got two Xbox 360s, which I'm lucky to have. I've got one in my bedroom and one in the office here, so it's nice to have cloud storage because it is a pain in the backside having to swap over USB sticks with your gamer tag on. Mm. I had to do that when I got the, uh, the Slimline uh, model. It took forever. It took about uh, probably about an hour or two. Is that to retrieve it? I had to put, take all my, uh, my game saves over from one console ah, to the next. Ah, I see. Mm. Yes, it, it is a tedious process. And the arcade games as well, getting those all over. Yeah. And retrieve pain in the bottom. <laughs> but I think cloud storage is a very good idea. But like Marty says, if you lose internet connection or have any other problems, it'd be nice to make sure that the console you were using last still has a save that you can retrieve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what I'd like it to be able to do is, is it just sits there as a backup and in the background it's saving as as things change. So it's it's really just a sync up to your, your uh, hard drive for save storage. Now, the PlayStation 3 has a type of cloud storage already for save games. If you're a PlayStation Plus member. Indeed, but uh, it's a bit rubbish. 
it's well, all manual. To, it's manual, yeah. You have to copy the stuff up that you want to save, which is uh, it's probably a good job with them being out for six weeks that it wasn't the default storage place. That's also a good point. So, Microsoft, if you're listening, make sure we've got local storage just in case. Yeah. Just in case you do a Sony. Make it a backup sync thing that syncs between all your consoles. That's what we want to see. So at the start of the Xbox 360 presentation, we had a first showing of Modern Warfare 3 underwater. Were we excited? Does the water do it for you, Mr. Staines? It was underwater for about uh, seven minutes, which I think was just a bit too long, really. But um, then we get to see the uh, the huge um, vista at the end, which was uh, the was it the New York skyline, I think. It looked uh, like New York, yeah, because you could yeah. see the Chrysler building in the background there. Uh, yeah, so that that was that was quite good. Yeah, they were underwater far too long, and then when they did rise, you had all this fire and explosions and chaos all around as they were jet skiing off into the distance. Well, they always do the uh, the set pieces well in in Call of Duty. That's I think that's why people go for them because it's well, it's, it's the big movie, isn't it? The big blockbuster movie. Mm. But is it going to be any different from any other Call of Duty Modern Warfare title? No, it's going to be exactly the same. But that's what people want. Apart from the fact now they've got this extra bit that you have to pay for for all of these stats and and uh, clan leagues and all this sort of stuff. Which brings us on to Battlefield 3, which are really pushing the fact that you won't have to pay for any of that additional stuff like you are with Modern Warfare 3. And I have to say, it looked bleeding impressive. It did. It did. And I think they mentioned the, the free thing. It must have been about four or five times. <laughs> it's free, and this bit's yeah. free, and this bit's free. Straight after Activision announced, um, you know, Modern Warfare, um, was it, was it the Call of Duty uh, Elite or something? Yeah. So they're just trying to rub it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I think the footage that we saw at E3, or most of it was PC-based. I didn't, don't think I saw any Xbox 360 or PS3-based Battlefield 3. Ah. But if you've, got a, if you've got a meaty PC, though, that is going to be a, a blinding game. Yeah. It did look very special. The, the graphics, the atmosphere, the the tank on tank action. It was all very impressive. I implore you to watch the trailer. And I think that was uh, perhaps our uh, our man's ant's favourite game of the entire conference. He's, he always seems to be on Battlefield, doesn't he? Every time he, I turn on my Xbox, yeah. he's on Battlefield. He's excited <laughs> for that game. So what else? Was there at E3? What other highlights were they? Well, there's a lot of stuff from Ubisoft, which looked okay. There was all the EA game announcements. Uh, they did the, the Need for Speed, the Run oh. game, which looked really strange. I mean, it looked <laughs> nice, but I'm not sure why you'd want quick-time events in a racing game. No, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, everyone was sort of excited the moment they saw the cars going around the track, and then the moment you sort of you saw the person, you just sort of went, no. <laughs> I just don't see how that really fits with the uh, the Need for Speed franchise at all. No, no. I mean, I was hoping for something more Cannonball Run, and, mm. <laughs> and we'd actually uh, we'd actually have something like Smoking the Bandit as well. Now, Burt Reynolds as a as a cameo appearance in the game that would have been good. And there's going to be another Assassin's Creed surprise, surprise, and it's for the Wii U as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that looks okay, but it looks more of the same. They did a an announce of the new Hitman game, which was uh, Hitman Absolution. 
I didn't see the trailer, um, but apparently they're going to make it a lot more cinematic and uh, you can play it any way you want, apparently, I heard. You I hope so. A, a shooter or anything. I mean, I really liked the, the previous game because you had quite a bit of choices where you wanted to go around playing that as well. So if they can do more of the same and expand on that idea, I think that's going to be a blinding game. And what about Atlas? Atlas, if they have a new uh, uh, Shin Megami Tensei game coming out, they have Catherine, which looks like a could be a very, very interesting one. There wasn't, didn't know straight away whether that was going to be coming out outside of Japan, but, um, but yeah, it appears it is. It's, it's a puzzle game, a puzzle action adventure game, where you're controlling this guy called Vincent, and uh, he's having a bit of a nightmare about a commitment to his girlfriend Catherine. So that's what that one's all about. It looks very good. Vincent and Catherine. Vincent and Catherine, yeah. Probably won't be seeing them in Skyrim, though. <laughs> it sounds like an epic storyline already. Yeah, but it's not going to be as epic as, as the Elder Scrolls V game Skyrim. And that that looks fantastic. That looks so huge. If you're into your RPGs, you're just not going to want to miss that. There was talk of it been uh, over 300 hours of entertainment in it and 50 quid. That, that's mm. a lot of hours for your money. Well, that's all we have time for in our latest podcast. Don't forget to visit consolemonster.com for all your Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 news, reviews, previews, and much more besides. And also, of course, feel free to follow us on Twitter using at consolemonster. Thanks to Marty. Bye-bye. And Ricky Lee Staines. Bye. And for me, James Woodcock, I hope to see you next time.